0: Hello and welcome to True Confessions. I'm your host, Rebecca Jenkins, and today, as always, we are hearing 100% real-life stories from property management professionals. If you're a first responder, ER doc, or you work on the Hill in DC, we all expect you to have OMG stories, but a property manager? You better believe it. In an industry where fire, flood, or blood is just a normal saying, we have to act professional in the most unprofessional moments. Today, we're talking to Jen. Remember, all names have been alters, communities and companies excluded, and the only thing you're going to hear are the juicy details of her story. Enjoy. Hey, Jen. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Hi, Rebecca. How are you?
0: I'm awesome. I'm so excited to have you on and listen to all of your stories today. Do you
1: have a good lineup? Oh, I do. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's get into it. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I think back, and one of the funny stories that I have is a resident, a while back, moved into an apartment. I was uh, in San Antonio at the time, and I was early on in my career, and they moved into a unit, and shortly thereafter, they claimed that there were ghosts in the apartment, that they were you know, seeing things and things were being broken in the middle of the night and they don't have any pets and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And they just kept coming that there are ghosts in the apartment and they couldn't get around it. So at the end of the day, we just said, you know, it's one of those things. I mean, what do you do about that? I don't, I don't know. We asked them to transfer, but then they said, you know, this whole place is haunted and they just had it in their minds that it was, that's what it was. Um, so anyways, it got to the point at the end of the day that they actually went to the doctor and got a, you know, apparently a doctor's note where the doctor said that this person needs to transfer and be let out of their lease due to their fear of ghosts that are apparently happening. So I don't know if, you know, the letter was fabricated or or whatever, if she actually went to a doctor, but there were ghosts there, you know, apparently. Was it an uh, old building? no it was a new project (laughs) and no one else in the entire project or in my entire career has ever said that they have ghosts and they were convinced of it and they had to move out because these ghosts were just um after them and bad a doctor's note for it because i wonder if they knew
0: the doctor i wonder whether it was a very good friend that decided to let them out of their
1: lease in a in a doctor kind of way yes and I think at that point we just said well we're gonna go ahead and part ways because I think it was just best for the both of us at that time
0: (laughs) oh you gotta love it how people get out of their Mm, leases I wonder though if they really thought that there was ghosts
1: I mean she seemed very convinced the several times that she called it was it was quite um a unique experience (laughs) like a saga Oh gosh! Yeah, it was. It was never ending. We were like, "What did the ghost do today
0: or (laughs) last night?"
1: I mean, let's. It it was exactly that—a saga. You start naming them. (laughs) We're like, "Oh no, there's three." Just make friends, you know. Make friends with them. See if they'll cook you dinner or something. I don't know.
0: (laughs) Too funny.
1: What's another story? Uh, You know, I was actually working at the same project. I was in San Antonio. Uh, So, again, early on in my career and and these things just stand out in my mind because I thought, oh, my goodness, Uh, we I was working on the weekend and I was working by myself in the office. So I opened up on a Saturday, checked the messages and one of the residents, you know, had left this hysterical message. Oh, there was, you know, break ins last night and things are going down. You need to know and call me back as soon as you get in. So, you know, five minutes after I opened, I called this resident back. And uh, this was a project where it was a second floor is the top floor and the parking lot's just right there. So it's garden style. So apparently the night before this resident was in her probably late twenties, maybe early thirties and lived by herself and lived on the second floor, top floor. So apparently the night before she had seen, you know, people walking around the parking lot through her windows. And then she saw a man go up to a car. She didn't know the car. Uh, but a car, he was looking in the windows. Then he proceeded to break into the car and took, you know, however many belongings were in there. You know, people love to leave cash and, you know, valuable things in Clearview. So he obviously had motive to do it. And she watched this crime happen through her window, could describe him in full detail what he took, what he did, how he did it. And so when I called her the next morning and got that story from her, you know, I was worked up about it too. I thought, okay, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry that this happened. When did the police get there? Did they catch him? What happened? What's the report number? And her response was, oh, I didn't call the police. I just called you afterwards to make sure that you knew and I wanted you to do something about it. <laughs> so I said, okay, ma'am, resident let me understand if I'm getting this straight. You watched a crime happen. And instead of calling the police, you left the property management office, a message for us to deal with it. Correct. And she literally said at that time, well, yes. Oh my goodness. I just, I was absolutely floored. I tell that that story to so many people and they just can't, they just can't believe it. And I said, I, these are the things we can't make up, folks. I mean I well, just and then I you're was we're gonna have floored to call the police and the police are gonna, are have gonna to say talk to her. To her. Yeah. I mean I just don't know yes. who watches a crime happen and doesn't call the police. I and just she doesn't
0: even think there's something weird with that.
1: Right. I mean I just she watched the entire thing. She probably could have gotten out her phone and you know recorded it or something i mean i just she just watched it happen and thought that you know best move was to leave a message at the apartment office yeah so bizarre yeah way to go folks so bizarre <laughs> yeah Weird. and then those two stories happened at that project so that was just uh, fun times fun times um then actually it was one there's another one i have it is it was from a project in san chiles down the street so it was a little bit later in my career in another a plus project, you know, brand new build or it was maybe three years old. It wasn't brand new. Uh, and you know, I was starting to do move out inspections and, you know, help and learn some other roles in, in the industry. And I remember walking this one unit with the assistant manager at the time I was a sales associate and, you know, as soon as we walk like opened the door, it was a big two or three bedroom. I don't really remember. Um, but as soon as you open the door, there was this smell, this wretched smell. And we thought, oh God, what are we what are we in for? So you kind of start snooping around and it's like, okay, kitchen looks fine, living room looks fine. Where's the smell coming from? Oh, then you walk into the bathroom and the bedroom. And you see that these people, and I know that they had had issues with management. They were upset about stuff and, you know, details elapsed me, but it just, you know, they just weren't happy and whatnot, wanted to move out for whatever piddly reason. And um, walked into the bathroom and the bedroom. And this, these folks had taken numerous um, restroom breaks, we'll say, and there was fecal matter all over the bathroom, all over the floor, uh, all over the sink, the tub. I mean, it was like, you know, probably (sighs) several days worth, maybe a week's worth. And then you go in the bedroom and it is obvious that you can see that one or two people took fecal matter in their hands and smeared it all over the walls. Mm-hmm. yeah so I know it's kind of a gross one but hey I, I had to live it and I had to see it and I had to smell it and then we had to take, the, and and then then you have to take pictures of it too so it's like okay this is how we this is how we lived okay this is what we did yeah yeah so that was fun
0: it's so gross too when these stories come up and you have to kind of break them down and think about it if it was multiple days that means they themselves had to put themselves like- through it yeah, like themselves through that smell because they had to go back oh, yeah. and put it together. I mean, I have kids. I don't even like when there's one disgusting diaper and yeah. take that immediately out.
1: Could I even imagine if it built up day after day and yes. smell it? That's so gross. And the fact that they were apparently just so mad that they thought that that was a great way to – I guess get back at us or they're gonna have to pay so much money. Yes. To yes. re
0: drywall, carpet, like ozone machine it.
1: Yeah, like almost like it's gonna call the crime scene so in much here. Money. Yeah, call call crime scene cleanup because this is so, I mean, this is out of our job description. Okay.
0: You know what? <laughs> I normally don't share my own stories, but this one is just too close to one to to pass up the opportunity. I was at this kind of lower end property. Mm-hmm. And this guy left, and i I forget too you forget some of the details. I forget why he was moving out, but we went to go move out, walk his, and you walk in, and it smells really gross and If everything is strewn about, I mean, he had a piano. It was a small apartment. It was like a very small one bedroom Mm -hmm. and he still had a piano and so much junk, not nice belongings, but just all the junky belongings. I wouldn't even be surprised if he went to like the trash and pulled belongings back just to put them to kind of junk up the apartment. And there was all these like leaflets around and it smelled and you didn't even want to walk because every inch was kind of filled with grossness And the leaflets, as you kind of looked and started to peel them apart, they were all leaflets of gay porn. And (laughs) then you started to move on the smell. He had hidden fecal matter in places. And then what was worse, where we had to call the hazmat team, is there was hypodermic needles that he had hidden under all of this junk. Like that's why I feel like he went out and got additional crap to like fill his apartment.
1: Oh, no. And so
0: because there was hyperdermic needles and you don't know or you don't you know you, you, that is not within our job description. Um, we did have to call Hazmat to come and clear and clean that unit. And it was so much I wanna say it was over ten thousand dollars and it was the tiniest oh, apartment no. ever. But you had to do air duct you had to do air duct cleaning and you had to re-drywall. I mean, it was so much. I mean, like mini res- re-
1: renovation there. Well, uh, pretty much full renovation. Yes.
0: Let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because he had put some of the fecal matter in the cabinets and they, are, they were like old wood. We even had oh. to strip out the cabinets.
1: Yes, you mm-hmm. did. Yes, you did. I know. Uh,
0: I forgot about that story until you started to tell me (laughs) yours. I'm like, yes, we do. You have to open the door. And I'm like, what in the world possesses someone to behave like that?
1: I just, and they live like that. You know, I just, how, I just don't know how. I just can't fathom that.
0: And they're so mad about something but all they're really hurting is themselves. He will never pay that $10,000 plus
1: dollar bill, you know, that, you know, that invoice yeah. that he got sent. I go to could, collections. Right. Or you could say, you know, I wish on this rental history form I could just send you some pictures or a video oh. of what you're in store for. I really wish that I could. A smellogram. Smellogram. Yes, yes, we should make them. It'll be anonymous, but here's your smellogram. Oh my gosh. Okay. Do you have a good or
0: very funny story to take us out on?
1: I do. I do. Uh, you know, I thought, I just thought this was hilarious, and I was just living in the twilight zone when it happened. It was in in my more recent past. I was in Phoenix, in the Phoenix area, and uh, you know, it was actually when I was working with you, Rebecca, at the time. Uh, I was. There was a site that I was overseeing, and we had a celebrity that lived there. And I know that you would know who it is. Uh, You know, trust
0: me, or that anyone would know
1: who uh, it is. He's a celebrity. He's a comedian and he does movies, he does a lot of popular movies. Uh, So he is very well known and a, a celebrity. We would um, definitely recognize him, but I know that you would know him because I know that you dealt with the project too. You were overseeing okay. it for a bit. Yeah. yeah. So funny, funny. And I've, you know, I've seen him many times. Um, but anyways, he moved in and you know it's about 30, 45 days after he moves in and he gets his first utility bill. So again, mind you, this is his kind of second home. He's a millionaire. He's, he's not hurting for money. Let's just put it that way. He, he's got a nice flow coming in. So he gets his first utility bill and his unit was about 3000 square feet. It was a very large unit. It was a plus brand new build. I mean, it's very much like a custom home because they were actually built as homes. They were going to sell at first, then they changed their model to rentals. So it's this gorgeous product and it's a huge place. So anyways, let me get back to it. His utility bill comes in and it's like forty. $45, you know, for the breakdown of everything. And he calls the office and is irate. I mean, absolutely irate about it. So he gets past the sales associate. They apologize. They explain to him, you know, he signed his lease about it, all that stuff. Talks to the manager about it. Nope. Still not satisfactory. So it gets to me, I finally talk to him and he says, Jennifer, this is too much. I can't believe you can't charge utilities. You can't charge this. This is illegal. This is, this is wrong. You can't do this to us. We have rights. So he's just going off on his high horse. And he called me an extortionist because I, for $45 for a $45 utility bills, because in his mind, He does not want to pay the utilities and doesn't think that we can charge him, even though we showed him every single form that he signed. And this is common practice with anywhere that you go. I just I like I said, I felt like I was in the twilight zone. And in one of those moments, it's like, what else do you say? I just I want to say you have millions of dollars and you have called me to tell me that I'm an extortionist. Because you're, you have to pay for your utilities that you use. You spend the that you use. Yes, I just <laughs> couldn't believe we were all having a laugh about it, but he was just so angry and so, just mean, just mean hearted about the entire thing. You just think, okay, well, I will certainly see you in a different light, Mister Celebrity Guy. Oh, I uh, just un- unreal lady, but these hate. These are stories, again, we can't make up and hashtag life of a property manager. (laughs) Love (laughs) it. Thank you so much
0: for sharing all your stories today, Jen. You are absolutely wonderful. I appreciate
1: your time. Thank you, Rebecca.
0: Do you have your own outlandish property management stories that you want to share? I want to hear them. Visit me at multifamilytrainer.com. Click on podcast from the menu bar and submit a contact form. I'll personally reach out and get you scheduled to be featured on an upcoming podcast. That does it for episode number seven of True Confessions Property Management. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe and tell your friends. Till next time, I'm Rebecca Jenkins, the multifamily trainer, signing off. Have a wonderful week.